Well, you can order like a vasito con hielito. So it becomes a tiny glass with like, and actually I have a story about this with my stepdad. He um, always orders uh, Coca-Cola with on ice after eating at like a restaurant because it's his dessert. Right. It is a Coca-Cola on ice. And um, he had to phase himself out of, I mean, he didn't do it, but he sort of had to be careful because one time he asked for a vasito con hielito and they actually brought him like a, a they tiny, were, tiny. A, like a, They were so confused. <laughs> they're like, here's your small glass with one ice, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> and your huge can of Coke. <laughs> Come away with me in the night Come away with me and I will write You a song Welcome mm. to another episode of Midnight Falafel. I think this is like our sixth or seventh episode. I don't know yet. That's the official jingle, by the way, now. And today in the super professional studio of Nathan's living room, um, we have, of course, as always, our gracious host, Nathan, and also Elmo. <sighs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's so great to be here in, this, in the living room. Right. <laughs> So I really want to talk about the song uh, In My Name by Jamila Woods. And I'm going to do the lyrics. That way we can't. Keep my name out your mouth because you can't handle the fleek. Don't cut your tongue on my syllables. Bet you need a syllabus to teach you how my vowels sound. It's a long eye, baby. But your tongue too lazy. Need to fix your face and say your grace before you pray to me. In my name, in my name. Somebody better come get their cousin, shouty, honey, sweetie. I swear that wasn't what my mama gave me. Let me speak more slowly. In my name, in my name. And then there you go. And then it's, that's it. That's her song. Kind of the theme of the, the podcast tonight is what's in a name? Because um, every time that I've talked about you, people are like, they repeat your name after I say it. And they're like, yes, yeah, so I'm going to talk to Elmo. Elmo? Elmo? <laughs> Elmo, he, that's the name of the person every time. Yep. It's like, Elmo, is that what you just said? I'm like, yes, it's Elmo, as you just said. And um, it took a few people reacting for me to be like, that is not a normal name. I understand that now. Yeah, it's true. But I just figured, like, I'm just so used to people, like, with nicknames or also just being from different countries and having, it was like, if you're Australian, maybe Elmo's a totally normal Australian it's name. totally not. You know, but uh, yeah. Is there a story behind that? <laughs> About my name? Yeah. yeah Can you share yeah. with us or you, yeah. you have to slaughter everybody in the living room? Yeah, no, this? that's usually what I tell people. I have to kill them if and I the, tell them my real name. And then anybody who's listening to this will get seven days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> seven days. <laughs> and then you'll get a mysterious videotape that will kill you if you watch it. Uh, so I'm, I uh, can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm 36 years old, which is like, I feel so old. But I've been called this name since I was 13. So I've been called that for longer than I haven't been called it. Mm. And it was just a nickname that I got in high school. And I, uh, how did it, how did it happen? Um, My friend, uh, my friend Jenny, uh, when I was in high school, she just said my real name, which is Emily. So now you all know. (laughs) Which just, if you could see me, I think probably you'd agree. It doesn't really suit me because it's such a, like when I, when I hear Emily, it's only ever in official context. So it's if I'm running late for a plane and someone's calling my name like over the loudspeaker oh, right. and I'm like, 
oh, fuck, that's me. Like if I, if that's if that has happened, which mm. isn't always because I'm usually on time. <laughs> or it's like I'm at like, you know, at the, the motor registry or I'm at, at some kind of official capacity or I have like a government letter or so, like it's always associated with like basically being in trouble in mm. some way or another if someone says that to me. Mm. Um, only my brother calls me and my mum and they call me M, like they, they call me Emily. Mm-hmm. So I never get called it. So when I do, I'm just like, Oh, are you? Is that? Oh, you're addressing me. It's, okay. not, you, that's it's just, just that's, not me at all. No, and so I just got it from a friend who said Emily to me once, but she said like Elma, Elma, and just like, it just came out. I don't know. She just had a mouthful of something, and it just like came out weird. And then it got shortened to Elmo, and then everyone was calling me that at school, and it was like you know we were very very clicky in our in our like gang of friends. Who is still my um, my gang of girlfriends even now? Like all of these years later, which is many years, and we just sort of were like down with doing things like giving each other different names. Mm-hmm. And another friend of mine, um, Angela, her family called her Lala from when she was little, and so she's another friend in this group of friends who everyone calls Lala. Mm-hmm. And if she says, if someone says Angela, she's like. I didn't get that that was addressed to me. So there was, you know, this was like kind of like a thing mm-hmm. in our group of friends. Um, and since then it's been like the name that I'm, that like I publish under, that I'm very like publicly associated with. It's, your, it's like your. It's my professional author- oh, name. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, wow. not my, it's not my official name. Right. No. Okay. You're, a, you're professional though. You're no de yeah, plume. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. Is it yeah. Elmo some, like your actual last name or will you just Keep go by Elmo? is actually my last name. So it's Elmo Keep. And so when that is like what my full name is, people are like, what? But yeah, that sounds <laughs> like a. Keep is already a, an unusual last name. Keep like. Keep like, like you can keep it. Oh, keep. Elmo yeah. Keep. Yeah. That's, that's totally. <laughs> I, it's hard to forget. Like that sounds like <laughs> such a great kind of like like a. It just it sounds like a character name. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It sounds like someone's mm-hmm. like, "What should I name this really interesting character?" Elmo Keep. And there's like a ton of people who address me like that too. <laughs> like they will address me when they you know listen to me like Elmo Keep, and you know <laughs> I, get, I get like the full name when like when someone is like you know saying hey when we're catching up. So uh, and it's had a lot of um, it's had a lot of impact on my life. Um, it's 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 very much like the idea that what's in a name it's it's very much um deeply embedded in my identity and to the point where i'm very seriously thinking about the next time that i go home to australia um which is not often that i do that because we live in mexico which is incredibly far away um i think that i'm going to go the whole way and legally add it to the front of wow, my name. Wow, really? Just because I'm so, like, I, I, you know, I've been on national television, I've been in international publications, I've, like, ev- everywhere it's what I go by. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's getting to the point where it would actually be easier if right. it if it were to become my, my mm-hmm. legal name. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't change, I wouldn't get rid of Emily because I have a feeling, I don't know how how true this is, but I have, I have a feeling that that would upset my, my mother quite significantly if I were to change my name that she and my father gave me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to add it to the beginning of my name, mm. which would mean getting all my documents changed, like, you know, getting my passport reissued, getting my credit cards, like my license, like everything, you know, like your whole life would have to change around it, mm. which is things that like, you know, people who are trans, they have to go I through that whole, totally they have to go through that whole thing too. about that for sure. You yeah. know, they have to go through the whole thing of officially yeah. um, having all of their documents at, um, mm-hmm. you know, updated. So, you know, it, I don't think it's going to be too much of a drama, but it's something that also feels very um, permanent to do that. 
Have you heard of you've heard of dead naming, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've heard it. So when someone who's trans decides that they are going to transition to the opposite gender, to their real gender that they feel is who they are, they pick a name for themselves. So their name that they were given, which is the wrong gender for them, is known as their dead name because they don't go by it anymore because it's it's not who they are. And it's a real um for people to dead name someone, so to refer to them as their previous name, is a horrible thing to do to somebody and is a real, like... It's a disrespect uh, of their identity. A, a, yeah, and a real aggression to mm-hmm. do that. And it's pretty easy. It's like, just call them their name, which is the name that they've yeah. chosen for themselves. And so, but that's a that's a huge um, point of of trauma for a lot of trans people when they encounter that. And hopefully as their lives go on, it happens less and less to the point where it doesn't ever happen anymore. But it's something I think that makes their transition a lot more difficult when people won't just respect the change that they've made. Yeah. I, I, it's really interesting to me because for me, I, I like, I, I could never explain because I heard about the term dead naming like fairly recently, maybe last year or something like that. But I could always feel like there was some kind of weird thing to me about calling people from their name before it was like some kind of forbidden word. And then when I heard about dead naming, I heard it. I heard about it the way that, that you just described it. But then the history of it was described, which I believe comes from some kind of Aboriginal tribes that when someone is dead, you don't look at their photos or say their names. You don't right. like you can't. Right. You don't. You just. You don't name the dead. Right. And that's why it's called like dead naming. Um. That's why like that's dead naming right because it's you're not supposed to name the dead so it's like if you're trans then that person who you were before is dead and now you're your full your full self right oh right i did i'd never heard that but that makes sense that that would be how that had evolved and i and i think that that uh that in itself just really uh kind of shows that it's not just something for people that have like some kind of unique special name it is definitely something that where we 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 should get to choose how we want to present ourselves to the world Right. Like no one Mm -hmm. wants that. Well, no one wants to be told like, no, you you aren't, you know, what you're saying you are. So it is weird to me that people have like such a weird thing with with names. Well, a lot of it, I think, also is to do with paternalism and this very uh, ingrained idea in society broadly that you should respect your parents. So it's the idea of the family. Right. So this very. sort of orthodox sense of what the family means and so passing your name on as you were supposed to be called is a part of upholding those systems of control and so when people resist that and say no I I choose a different identity to the one that I was given that can be really confronting to people who live in a much more conventional for sure society and and feel like well I obey my parents yeah you know and I think that's a big part of it too. And I think for trans people particularly, yeah. their family often, yeah. depending on how accepting they are or not, if they're if they're very resistant to this person's decision, then they're going to always call them by the name that they gave them. And that's where it becomes like very, very traumatic for people. Like a really huge aspect of our identity is tied to how we, we present ourselves. Like I have um, people, so I've had many nicknames. Um, mainly because when I was, when I first went to the United States, people could not say my name at all. Like, and what is it? My, so my name is the correct pronunciation is Mael. Mael. Yes. And people have trouble saying that. Yeah. In English, they'll say like Mael. They just absolutely want to get that Y in there or Mael. 
Um, but at first, like I would say that that's like when it, I would evolve to it. First, I would say Mael and they would say my my and they would just sort of stop there. So for <laughs> like, like, OK, yeah. So for the first year, <laughs> I'll make it easy for you. It, yeah. For the first year in the United States, my name was literally just my <laughs> and then that evolved to Maya. So I was Maya for a really long time. And then after that, I became uh, Mayel, Mayel. And then people would just end up being calling me M because, you know, first letter, just yeah. M. Yeah. Or yeah. Melly or just something that <laughs> sounded remotely. And I just, and I was like, fine, it's fine, it's fine. And I didn't, I didn't like it, but I thought it was really snobby to say anything else, you know? And I'd be like, I mean, fine. So I just ended up not liking my name because it was so complicated. And, and so, um... I remember, I remember I had a, I remember I had a, <clears throat> a friend of mine started calling me Mox um, because I would sign these love letters. Well, it's not a friend, it's, it's a friend of mine, but she's like only through internet. Um, and I would, I would sign X-O-M-O-X. And so she read XO Mox. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so she would call me Mox. And I, I didn't put two and two together. I thought that was really cool. You know, I thought she was calling me like Moxie, like energy or whatever. And then I talked about my name and she's like, oh, my God, this whole time I thought your name was Mox. And then I was like, oh, you know, so I started introducing myself as Moxie because I really liked it. And it was a good reminder of what I was trying to live at that moment in my life. Um, I just started introducing myself like that. And I remember, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of people were like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, especially a lot of my friends were like, OK, so I do have to start calling you this. And I was like, nope, you don't have to. I just this is how I'm introducing myself now. And um, I had one person actually get really upset. Like he saw me, he was someone from, that had known me from before and he hears me introduce myself and he just goes, what? I'm sorry, Mox? No, that's ridiculous. Her name's Mayel. Okay, call her Mayel. That's her fucking name. And I was like- What is with people who do that? I don't know. I, I, it, luckily the person who was there was like, I'm going to call her Mox because that's what she's asking me to call her. But I thought that was so rude. I was like, okay, dude. And then I was like, okay, what is it that you would like me to be calling? He's like, your actual name. And I'm like, go ahead and say my name. And he goes, Mayel. I'm like, that's not my name. And he goes, Mayel. Sorry. And I'm like, that's not my name either. And he just kept trying <laughs> to say, and butcher. It's super sarcastically like, oh, sorry. Mayel. I'm like, that. you're still butchering it. You're not saying my name. So if you want to say my no, I was like, I was <laughs> no, like, no, it's, it's not you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, if you actually want to say my name, then say it correctly. If not, don't get mad at me for like, you know, it's a sense of identity and respect. And I think now it's just like a really great filter. Like, I get it. It's a little silly. It's fine. But like, that's it. Get over it. <laughs> you know, if suddenly it's like some huge thing that's not my actual. And then as far as people like asking me about my name, I'm so used to that already that it's like, yeah, what's another, you know, weird name. But it just it really became about like <clears throat> giving myself a space and being like. Maybe I'm not super patriotic, but I do like my name. I like how it's pronounced, and it is part of my culture and my identity. So just be mindful a little yeah. bit. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think um, it's it's strange uh, that when people sort of uh, – like I'm, I'm just trying to unpick why that person would have wanted to have done that to you other than to – on some level try to control you yeah it feels like control right that's you what know? i thought too it's like because uh, i had a, a one person in my life without getting too much into the story but mm. who who did the same thing who refused to call me elmo and would always call me by my by my name mm. or my my birth name and they would say to me well, that's what your parents called you and that's what I'm going to call you. Mm -hmm. And the nature of this relationship that we had was that was very much trying to establish a kind of control over me. Yeah. And to not respect the agency that yeah. I 
had instigated for myself and saying, well, no, this is the name that feels right for me. Yeah. And yeah, I find it very, very, and it was a man as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, (laughs) 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 so I, in my work life, spend a lot of time cold emailing, like I cold pitch editors when I'm pitching story ideas Mm -hmm. and people assume that I'm a man Yeah, Mm -hmm. and always people who read my stories also assume that I'm a man Mm. and that has completely affected my career. Really? Yeah. Like I have had so much more. Uh, I'm certain I have had so much more luck in getting responses because the person on the other end, who's almost always a dude, thinks that I'm a man. And when I was a music writer, which is how I started out as a music journalist when I was quite young, my early 20s, and so you, you know, the interview has been arranged and you go and you turn up at the place to go and interview the person who was often, who was often like an incredibly famous rock star. And I would arrive and every single time the first thing would be, oh, I thought you were a guy. And so I already had this power differential with this person. I already had this edge over somebody because they were taken aback by having expected a man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, no, this is, mm-hmm. this is me. What's, what does that have to do with it? Whether I'm a man or a woman, like this mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking internally. Yeah. And it's completely, I have had so much more luck in my career because people assume that I'm a man. I know that a hundred percent. And I, I had another friend of mine who is a writer. He's a man and he goes by Jamie, but his name is James, but he goes by Jamie mm. and he's a novelist. And he had, we, we, we met up once in, the, in New York and he was sort of down about the fact that he was having a, a great difficulty in getting his like manuscript read. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what you should do? You should put James on your manuscript and on your email and see what happens. Oh he's like, God. all right. And he did that. And he got immediately so many responses oh immediately. God. Whereas up until that point, he had only gotten rejections like straight off the bat because they thought this was a woman. So he had the opposite experience That's to me throughout so his entire ridiculous. career of someone thinking he was a woman and so not wanting to read his his pictures. I know, right? It's crazy. Uzo Aduba. Yeah, Uzo Aduba from uh, Orange is the New Black, right? So she plays mm-hmm. Crazy Eyes. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, <clears throat> so yeah, when, when she became popular or started to get more famous, she told her mother that she wanted to start being called Zoe. Mm. And um, because of, you know, her name. And then she goes that in her Nigerian accent, her mother, without missing a beat, turns around and she goes, why? And she goes, nobody can pronounce it. She goes, without missing a beat, she said, if they can learn to say Tchaikovsky and Michelangelo and Doitoyoski, they can learn to say Uzo Amaka. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. just, I was like, Durr! Well, I mean, that's a whole other thing, right? Which is this long history, which is you know, very closely parallel to colonialism of people oh, having to anglicize mm-hmm. their name. Oh, my God. You know, totally. people having to have to give up their foreign name totally. in order to fit in the Western world. So that's totally. like the opposite, really, of being empowered by calling yourself something. Mm-hmm. It's being disempowered because mm-hmm. you have to do that in order to fit in with a dominant culture. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think is very painful for a lot of people who have had to have done that. And that's happened all through different parts of history. Like, you mm-hmm. know, post-World War, when people were emigrating from Europe into the United States, they had to Americanize or Anglicize their names mm-hmm. so that people could easily say, you know, yeah. something that is not really that complicated. Or for political reasons, if you came from a persecuted class, it was bad for you 
at certain times to be able to be traced to a persecuted group. And so people who came to a new country wanted to be able to start fresh and go, no, I'm here and we're new and life is new. And that means, unfortunately, that we're cutting ties with our family name, which is like just a, a horrible sacrifice for people to have to make in order to be able to start somewhere new. Yeah. So I think that it it works both ways. It's both empowering when it's a choice, but it's yeah. also it's very a, disempowering when it's a choice that you don't make when it's yeah. something you have to do. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, I rem- I there a lot of like actual identity washing and stripping during mm. the whole like slavery mm-hmm. trading as well. And, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it was one of like they know they knew, so it was one of the forms that they stripped away of people's identity. The yeah, most. exactly. Which is you know for a lot of people who are are African American, they don't even actually know what their original family name was because it was taken away from them. So the descendants a lot of of a lot of people aren't even able to find out what their real name was because they were just assigned and taken <laughs> away. For, like their identity was erased mm. in being made into slaves. Mm. So there's a lot of. Um, there's as, as much as there's joy associated with being called something that you invent, there's also a lot of pain associated with having your name taken away. Totally. Totally. It also makes me think about how um, when you're like uh, engaging in calling someone's whatever they want to be called, you're technically like sharing the res- like you're showing them that you respect them. If you don't, you you may essentially be disrespecting them, but still like they're still going to be who they want to be. Like you're yeah. not taking their identity away from them. You're just literally you're just disrespecting them. Yeah, exactly. So I think the moral of the tonight's Midnight Falafel is just call people whatever the fuck they want to be called. Call them what they want to be called. If you like what you just heard, follow, like, and subscribe to us on Facebook and YouTube. If you have some spare change and want to support a starving artist community, we have a Patreon page where there's incentives for donations, and we will love and appreciate you forever and ever and ever and ever. All these links will be in the description box below. With that, we bid you adieu at Midnight Falafel. Until next time.